Welcome to Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. That's right. This is the only show where you, the listener, can submit a recipe so that three of America's sleepiest cooks can recreate it with a twist as determined by the proprietary wheel of death behind me. My name is Chris Ying. I co-host this podcast with another sleepy gentleman named David Chang. Hello. And our very special guest today, this is a special episode in every way, shape, and form, is Mr. Dave Arnold, world-renowned everything. Uh, World-renowned smartest person I know. Yeah. And you know the funny (laughs) thing about Dave, as humble as he is, every time I say he's the smartest person I know, he actually never refutes that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's best to say nothing. It's best just to say nothing. Say nothing. What is yeah. that? That's like that's yeah. not even a humble brag. It's just like a passive. Brag. I might be the only person in the world in Dave's universe that was like in a room full of other certified geniuses, where they're talking about like new nuclear like containment and storage, and Dave's like talking to them about it. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Get this. You ready for this? There's an off chance that I might actually at this age go get a PhD. Excuse me. Yeah. Why do you need one? You're like Wittgenstein. You don't even need to graduate. They'll give you one. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48 inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. So years ago, years and years and years ago, back when I was at the FCI, Ted Allen wrote uh, an article and the title of the article he gave it was Dr. Delicious, and I need that to be verifiable. That's the only reason. I so, love it, PhD. So he's gonna I, change. I got it. I got yeah. it. You're the lesser PhD. But you should get like a simple. Yeah. Just go like get a English lit. PhD. Why don't you get it in podiatry? Get a podiatry degree. Or no, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to do chemistry. I'm gonna try to go hardcore. You know me. Come yeah. on, man. Well, dude, Come on. D- Dave, like you, you, you. How fast can you get a, a PhD in that? Honestly, with you applying. It's it, it's always like a five. It's like, well, I have to still do you know like life is still life, so it's going to be the full. If, okay, if, if, I, you if didn't I do it, have it's life, still going to be full. If five, you six. are just a straight grad student, right, and all your entire job, no wife, no amazing family, no kids, your own entire livelihood depended on you getting a PhD. How fast could you do it? In all honesty. Oh, I don't know. I have no. I have no idea. I'll let you know once 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 it happens. I'll let you know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say know. if it's if, if it's if it's if it's more time than a human being like born, like gestated in a in in a, in a, in a you, you failed. You need <laughs> no, to do it under nine months. To, under nine months. No, well, I, I have to go back and do all of the classes first. Anyway, it's a whole it's a whole McGillow. We'll see whether the University it of Phoenix well, has an expedited program. Dave wants you to race a baby. Mm. 
He wants, he wants yeah, you to enroll baby. at the same exact What's the moment. longest gestated baby? Like an elephant? Probably a whale. They're like oh, 24 whales? months, like 24 or 20, something like that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a very Let me ask source. you a question. Let me ask you a question. So on my Cooking Issues podcast, uh, one, of, you know, the, you know, one of my you know, the people that we do it with, Jack, he was in Tokyo, and then he comes back, and he told everyone on the po- podcast that he had just eaten whale. And I was like, well, that's pretty hardcore to talk about eating whale on a podcast, don't you think? I've or talked no? about it. We've I've both, eaten it by accident. We've both eaten whale and talked I've about it I've told you this podcast. story. Yeah. <laughs> I've eaten whale by accident. Yeah. But, he tripped was, and fell and bit a whale. It was very irony. Yeah. Very irony, That's very the best bloody. way. Um, and yeah. again, folks, don't freak delicious. out. It, it, it was totally by accident. I literally would point it over. I want to eat what they're having. It was yeah. my first like. That's exactly what Jack did. Yeah. Because everyone, I didn't know I was in a shop that served specialized in whale, and everyone's ordering this thing. And I was with a, a friend of mine that, I, you know, not, it was the first day there. There was this guy named Herman, and he didn't speak any Japanese either. And we went into the shop and we looked over, and everyone's ordering the same thing, varieties of the same thing, um, and raw. And we were like, let's just get that. We get it. And I, I mean, it looks like, like the bloodline from a bluefin tuna, that right? is, and I eat it, and I I don't think much of it. I was like, it doesn't taste great. And then I, you know, we asked the server, "What is it?" And on the receipt, she draws a fish with water coming out of the top. So I would assume that we ate whale. Nice, sweet. Uh, All right. I think right. that's a totally, that wasn't Herman from Jean George, was it? <laughs> I think it's a totally no. legitimate excuse uh, that you you just pointed and you didn't know what it was until the camera pulls back and Dave was pointing at a baby gorilla. Is that what he wanted to yeah, eat? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want yeah. that one. Oh, well, I, I just, you know, we need, just need to flex our domination over mother nature. That's all. <laughs> Every once in a while, we just need to flex. Gotta show him who's um, boss. And everybody knows babies, babies taste best. <laughs> oh boy. So Dave, soon to be PhD. We're very I mean, proud of you. Yeah. I know. I think that's They're fucking cool. They're most tender, I should say, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> um, by the way, Dave, I almost made a terrible mistake. You're staying at Wiley and Miley's house in Connecticut. Yeah. We had Wiley on a uh, recipe club recently where he made his uh, Parisian gnocchi. And I almost did a Oh, my God. I was just fl- talking about Parisian gnocchi the other day. What, what, what happened? I just did a huge flub. I almost said, Wiley Dufresne, and he is uh, most famous for having, and I was about to say, the most popular recipe club recipe of all time. Mm-hmm. But I mixed it up with your mom's stuffing, which is clearly the best stuffing recipe of all time. It is. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Now I have now made it at least a dozen times. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So can I ask you a question about Wiley, though? Because I had this debate with a bunch of other people. All right. I like Parisian gnocchi. I like it. Right. So, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's basically like shoe pastry, right? Like poached off of, right? Everyone likes it. It's fine. It's good. Right. Wiley's very good at making it. Let me just put that out there. He's very good at making it. But if you're going to ever go in a place and someone's going to be like, here is a plate of like regular God's gnocchi, potato gnocchi, Italian style. And here is a plate of the Parisian gnocchi. Which one do you, which one do you eat first? Whichever one is served with whale, man. Nah, I mean, I would say, I would say that in both, both in their best form, best platonic ideal, best right. form, then yes, it would be the yeah. potato gnocchi. Yeah. And, and, and hey, Wiley, if you're listening to this, basically Dave is just calling you out saying that um, you're not capable of making best in class potato gnocchi, which is why you've been reduced to making no, no, potato no. gnocchi. That's what you just said. 
Why no, no, that's what no. He, your brother-in-law just said. No. Yes, you did. You inferred <laughs> no. that. Uh, I mean, you are about to get a PhD. You sort of inferred that. By you not saying that it's not the best thing possible, you are thereby saying that Wiley doesn't make something the best thing possible, which is a second-tier citizen. I think they maybe if it just had a different name, I wouldn't have a problem with it. What would you name it? I think they're delicious, by the way. He makes them all the time. They're delicious. They're great. But he's he's very good at it. You're not satisfied. But good is, like, not great. (laughs) Just saying. I like it. He does a fantastic job. If I let me put it this way, if I'm gonna have a Parisian gnocchi, I definitely want Wiley to make it. But you'd rather have a potato gnocchi. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. So if Marco Canora, <laughs> so if Marco Canora for Hearth Restaurant, my former like mentor, made you his beautiful gnocchi recipe, which I believe most people in this world today now make Marco Canora's gnocchi recipe versus Wiley Dufresne's Parisian gnocchi recipe, which one right. are you going for? Oh man! Yeah, you're now just trying to get me in trouble with my family. That's not fair. No, I'm not listening. Are they? Let me ask you a question. Are they? Are they in mud wrestling outfits? And is there a lot of jello? Because then it's whoever wins the fight. The I, victor. The victor gets to decide. <laughs> the victor <laughs> of the Parisian yoki gets to decide who gets to mud wrestle. <laughs> yeah. So what happened on the recipe club <laughs> with the gnocchi? What happened? What happened? Uh, Dave made a, a crazy. I made rice. rice. I, I I substituted wheat flour for rice flour, and it came out really nice. I made a Chinese version. Yeah, it's tasty. Yeah. But the but, rice flour one, Dave, uh, does not taste good uh, if it drops below like, you know, hundred Celsius <laughs> temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like the. What was it like? Uh, regular rice, or was it like, or it did was, you do it mochi style? Mochi style. But like, if it, yeah. if it's not ripping hot. It, it's delicious ripping hot, but once it gets to lukewarm, it turns into uh, a brick. You ever you ever use the Tiger Mochi Maker? My mom used to have that. What is that? I love the Tiger Mochi ball. Maker. It's a ball that... Are we doing jazz? Are we doing improv jazz? Okay. So it steams it, right? So you steam the sticky rice, and then it and it has its own little thing to hold the ball after you're done. And that's another one of those things where, like, I thought for a while, I was like, oh, because everyone's like, oh, mochi waffles. And then, like, you make one, and when they come out, they're like the best thing ever. And then some idiot doesn't eat it right away and it turns to garbage and you're staring at them wanting to like burn them alive for not eating the mochi waffle fast enough. And then I was like, never going to make it again ever. You know, who's going to be my, you know, who's going to be my Dick Cheney in the democratic Republic of Chang, David Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) I will be your George W. Bush. Oh my God. Let's just, let's all, let's all pray for democracy. Uh, We've now just uh, squandered 20 minutes talking about everything, but what we're supposed to talk about today, Dave. Congratulations. Um, okay, okay. You, I have now granted you your PhD, and you, I'm going to knight you as well. Sir, doctor. Okay. For, for those, those who are still with us, Dave Arnold, as, as Chang said, is a, this is like a, just about a year ago you were on here doing a holiday episode with us. You gave us your mom's stuffing recipe. I believe Dave recorded that episode from it the car. It is unequivocally the best recipe club recipe by number one. Number one. And it was better than Chris Yang's uh, collusion recipe. Collusion beans recipe. It should have won. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Dave, it's really I just made it last week for a stuffing sandwich. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, like, 
Yeah, I mean, it really is hard to beat it. Anyway, so what are we doing today? I didn't want to like, I was pretty bent. When I found out what had to happen today, I have to say, I got pretty pretzel. Let's, let's get I don't into, know what to say about it until you freaking talk about it. You know what I mean? Let's get into what we are doing today. Today, we brought Dave Arnold. That wheel needs to die. Wheel of death needs to be dead. The, the your restriction wasn't even on the wheel. I just threw that one at you just to be a dick. Yes. Uh, we yeah. all right. Here's what we're actually here to talk about today. We are here because we threw Dave Arnold. The we knew how good he is. We knew how smart he is. We knew he's a soon to be doctor. He already has a, a Nobel laureate in stuffing sciences. He um, we asked him to do game day recipes because we're right in the thick of fall football tailgates. Eating the weather's the weather's turning chilly. Whatever, we asked Dave for his for his best game day recipes. That's what we're doing here. Uh, that's what we're here to discuss, and we did it with a few little twists. We made Dave Arnold's life especially hard, um, but yeah. we have a recipe from him that is a doozy. Boy, howdy, did you ever deliver on on recipes this time around? But we're gonna get to that in a second. First of all. Uh, <laughs> Dave and I, speaking of football, were, were recently in New Orleans, and Dave was asked to give his top five game day foods. Again, I said this under pressure. It was on for Amazon Uh-oh. Thursday Night Football, and their social media team asked me on the ground floor of the New Orleans Superdome right before kickoff supposed to happen with 80,000 fans. What am I supposed to say? I'm supposed <clears throat> to say, sh- you know, <clears throat> I was nervous. Did you chose did you chose like a New Orleans food to make them happy or something? No, I didn't even say anything. And plus I made fun of the entire town of Jacksonville. They said, Why why do you think uh, New Orleans is gonna win? Because I said it's a better town than Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I mean Is that is there is there anybody even in Jacksonville that would I know. that? I don't think it, there were a lot of fans, I think they heard it. They didn't even disagree. Uh the last time I was in Jacksonville, someone threw a rock off an overpass and hit my car. That's my only memory of Jacksonville. It's a good, good town. It's a, it's a lovely, lovely place to visit in the fall. Uh, Dave Arnold, I want to. I'm going to read you these top five game day foods as uh, determined by a. Just under- read it. Just read it. No more preamble. Just go. <laughs> You're telling me no more preamble. Just go. Dude. Come on, hurry up. These are the top five foods, game day foods. I want your own your opinion on this. Pizza. Okay. Quote. Chicken, I mean, chicken. That's product. everyday food. Why is that a game day food? That's all day foods. That's every day. Let me get every day, the list. all day. Top pizza. five foods: pizza. You know what I mean, through, let me get through this list: pizza, <laughs> chicken products, under which he is including chicken wings and tenders and nuggets, barbecue, <clears throat> corn nuts, and the number five game day food: popcorn. Dave Arnold, what do you think of Dave Chang's picks for the best game day foods? Well, chicken products is cheating, dude. <laughs> All chicken products? Come on. Listen, you, I, 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 I plead the fifth. <laughs> what is your What is your top five? Game you know what's day? delicious is corn nuts, though. Yeah, thank you. I corn think I redeemed myself with corn nuts. I think I redeemed myself with corn nuts. I said four what terrible are, answers, but I did say one one. I feel like Pierre Gagnon. What are your right thoughts now. on like uh, on like the all the like the all the different corn nut style things we have now? Like Filipino corn nuts. You had Filipino corn nuts? Those things are great. What's a Filipino corn nut? They're just like real garlicky, like super garlicky and salty. They're good. You like the Peruvian corn nuts are delicious. Corn nut corn nuts are delicious. 
ranch all corn form nuts. of corn nuts. Corn nuts hey, are they delicious. used to have a they used to have a very good. Uh, I don't remember the brand. They had some really nice corn nuts in the in the lobby here at the ringer. Love nuts. Love nuts. <laughs> that can't possibly Ooh. be what it was called. Why don't you make me say that? <laughs> what the hell? It was man? like I love just, nut. I came with you. It's not called love nut. <laughs> yeah, I love nut. You came with me. <laughs> What the hell what are you man? talking about? That's gross. I'm already an HR hot zone love nut. Uh, Dave Arnold, what are your top five game day foods? Whether you're let's uh, cross tailgating at home, let's say at home, at home game yeah, day. Yeah, because I, I don't do anything else. Yeah, it's only when other people are coming over, and I'm basically just cooking anyway, waiting for like halftime. You know what I mean, or whatever it is. Well, let's uh, say you just walked into. Let's, I, let's say you don't even have to prepare them because I don't want you to. I don't want you to factor in the difficulty or annoyance of making them. I want you to walk into a room, a tailgate, a Super Bowl party, some house that football's being played, and you see a spread. What are the five things that you're going to lose your mind over that you're going to be happiest to see? Well, it, because I don't want to talk to anybody. But I also don't want to get too messy. Like I like I like a spread where there's like a whole bunch of things that can work on tortilla chips. Like you need like piles and piles of good dips. tortilla chips and dips. then stuff for tortilla chips. Yeah, different dips. Yeah, I'm a. So if if Dave if Dave could do all chicken, then I'll just take all the dips, like all the good dips. Take it easy. I already apologize. Do you believe that if somebody apologizes, that apologizing once is enough? <laughs> All right. I said right, I'm right, sorry right. for saying all like four okay. terrible fucking ideas for top five food groups. Yeah. And you just keep on hammering right. home. I mean, Jesus all Christ, right. Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave, let it go, man. <laughs> um, all right, dips. The category yeah, of so, dips. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on dips. Yeah. I and chips. I mean, too. like, that's what you put the put the most out of. I always also like it if someone puts out like a little something fresh so that I'm not only eating like salt and meat. And, and stuff like just so I can like cleanse my palate with Are you something. Talking about, like, but I know that that's just me. With like pico de gallo, I do, that's I do like garbage, man. I freaking like crudite, dude. I like crudite. I'm that guy who actually eats that raggedy carrot that was washed eight thousand years ago. What am I? Rabbits? Dumped out of a bag and has been sitting in a bowl for an wait, hour wait, and a half. Wait, wait, wait. Like, Hold on, Dave. You can like, redeem yourself right now. Are you eating it sans nothing? Like, is it no dip or just crudite? Oh, no, natural. Just boom, yeah. Just like just to clean myself out, and then I take the chip um, and I go back no, no, into no, the sour cream. I think bit. you're wrong. I think you, you can clean your mouth with a chip itself, with a plain chip. Just a chip. Mouth. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You want you want me to get a mad? I'm mad now that with your stance on cleaning your mouth yeah, with a carrot, I I just think that's, that's so unlike you. In fact, that's so I, unlike you that I feel like you're. Uh, Artificial intelligence, Dave. You, you, you're not. You're not Dave Arnold. The real Dave Arnold I know would never say something ridiculous like that. His number one was dips. His yeah, number two was mouth, mouth cleaning like, carrots. Like, you, so Chris ridiculous. said. Chris said that I wasn't making this stuff, so I'm assuming that I have bullshit chips to deal with. I'm assuming these are like bullshit chips that when I look at them, they break. What's number three? This is the Turing test, Chris Yank. Good God, man. Um, <laughs> does not compute. Uh, Tay. I mean. I have to say, I haven't like so. I'm not supposed to say this, but like, uh, like there are people in my family that don't like wings because of the mess and eating it off the bones. So I don't would never have those like at a game situation. But like fried chicken is real good. Like fried chicken is delicious. Just choosing the one one. I'm not gonna say it again, but I'm saying fried chicken is delicious. All if, the forms of the fried okay, chicken. Do you think there's going to be like, a, is he going to go back and forth? He's like, d delicious dips, crudite, I know, I mean, fried chicken. He's entered my tangled web of, <laughs> of truth. But do you think his next one's going to be like ice cubes? I just like to chew on an ice cube oh, at, a, at a good let's, place. Oh. Let's keep on moving. If it's going to be fried chicken, 
I think like unless it's going to be something fancy, uh, I think it's got to be Popeyes. I, we, we don't it's gotta know be the spicy one. Gotta be Popeyes. We know it's. We know that's true. We know that's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving, Chris Yang. Mm-hmm. You want to move on? You want so to have to choose another one. Well, Dave is saying you're taking. I have to choose long. another. Spit thing. out the no, last no, you're two. Good. You said top five. You said five things. What you, okay, it was ice cubes, crudite. I feel like I said a thousand things. Dips, yeah, chicken, and uh, tums. I said a million things. Okay, here's here we're doing we're doing game day recipes. When you Google game day recipes, you get 940 million results. You got a lot of sliders. Okay. You got a lot of chicken. You got a lot of ham preparations, dips, chicken wings, uh, chili. Should have made your list of top five there, Dave Arnold. Um, well, I mean, why am I going to – I mean, like, I already gave you that. I assumed you meant ones that we weren't going to spend a lot of time talking about. Yeah, what kind of host are you? I don't know, man. The, the so, whole tenor of this episode is so insane. Hey, what's the best Super Bowl party you've ever been to, Chang? I don't get invited to Super Bowl parties. That's not true. I Give don't. Me. That's a lie. That's a lie. You heard a lie. I don't, I don't get invited to Super Bowl parties. Well, I don't get invited uh, to potlucks. Okay. I don't get invited to – Bat okay. mitzvahs? I get invited to bar mitzvahs, but not bat mitzvahs. No. <laughs> I mean. Why are you being invited to yeah. bar mitzvahs? <laughs> That's weird. How many How many 13-year-olds you hanging with, Dave? Quinceaneras I get invited to. Also weird. Also weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get 940 million results. We all found, we found them all to be worthless, so we turned to Dave Arnold to give us his game day recipe and you submitted a few to us first you gave us this sorry you got you're raising your hand to say something dave arnold well i was just saying like i asked my son so dax so the only time i really do these kinds of things is when you know dax basically when a big game or something was happening would have his dirtbag buddies over and he would ask me to cook so those are the things i chose they're dirtbags <laughs> teenage dirtbag hey, dude come on they're dirtbags they're not scumbags dirtbags teenage dirtbags dirt you sent us a few recipes. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give us some highlights from the two recipes we did not choose, and then I'm gonna have. I'm gonna ask you to describe the recipe you did give us. So, you first gave us a recipe, or <clears throat> you know, kind of a, a a guidance on making your own tortilla chips, which included this very memorable quote: "I'm not even going to tell you how to make your salsa, guac, and queso. The first two because they are so personal. The last because there is no choice." Uh, Correct. You've got to do it. You've got. You've got to do what you got to do. The, you gave us another recipe that was sort of uh, based on the fact that Dave and I are uh, avowed key lime pie people, um, using your acid adjusting technique to make quote lime juice out of any juice that you want and make a key lime pie out of it. You said pineapple and passion fruit key lime pies have turned out well. So good. Uh, and by the way, that idea came from a listener on uh, my podcast, and it's the best idea I've heard in a, in over a year. By the way, Dave, what are your thoughts on spice gourd pie for the holidays? <laughs> well, I can't believe you're going to push your own button on this. Mm. I think they, I think they are good, and I know you hate them more than you hate anything else on uh, earth. This is true. It's so un-American hey. to love what? pumpkin pie. Literally, they come from here. So does key lime. <laughs> key oh, lime. I had a really good. I had a. I had a key lime pie with a double thick graham cracker crust. What do you think about that? It was double thick. It was at Joe's Stone Crab. In I love in, Joe's uh, Stone Crab. In, uh, I love Joe's Stone Crab yeah. key lime pie. It's delicious. You may yeah. not like it. Clearly, the crust real thick, but good. It wasn't hard. That's the thing. That's the thing. It it's was not that thick. It's crumbly, but it wasn't hard. Let me ask. Yeah, exactly. If you had yeah. to kill one of them. Forever. Mm-hmm. Spice gourd pie or key lime pie, which one would you kill? 
I mean, obviously you kill you kill. The, I'm gonna call it by by its own god's name, pumpkin pie. Okay. I, I would kill the pumpkin pie. That's all I need yes. to know. That's all I need to know. Thank you. I rest my case. I mean, the, the key. Look, first of all, like twenty times out of twenty, I'm gonna take the more refreshing item rather than the one that I put giant amounts of whipped cream. Whipped cream actually lightens the pumpkin pie, even though you're adding. It. People don't believe me, but like it's somehow lighter by adding whipped cream to it. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like an emotion. You know, like sometimes a butter sauce makes yeah. a, a a fatty dish lighter. Can I ask a completely yeah. different question? And I just hypocrisy for me because I've told Chris to move it on, move it on. I have to construct mm-hmm. a Thanksgiving leftover day sandwich, right? With all mm-hmm. the layers, right? Like there's a like, 10, 11 layers you could put in from a leftover into a Thanksgiving day sandwich, the leftover Thanksgiving day sandwich. What bread would you choose to to? That would be like, say, four to five inches high. You know, it's potatoes, hams, yams, greens, turkey. Why do you have to do this? Don't don't ask. I just have to. I have to. Because it's got to be. Are you allowed to make this? Are you allowed to? Oh, so you're allowed to make this and then just go eat turkey sandwiches like a real person? No, I have to serve this on national TV, and it's got to be. Oh, so it has to work. It has to work. Mm, How tall does it have to be? I think it's got to be pretty fucking huge. Just get someone to make you like an oversized Pullman and then do do the triple deck toothpick cut. Mm, I don't think it's going to hold. It's got to last for like 30 minutes at least. Pullman's going to break well, apart. I mean, yeah, but like. I'm thinking doing a pizza. I'm thinking doing pizza crust. Three layers of pizza oh, crust. So not a sandwich. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Like a more of an like un, a muffalata almost un, unsealed like calzone. a like a triple decker muffalata. I mean the muffalata stuff that's fine. It's a lot of bread considering all the other crap you're putting on it. I what know. about like um, if it was bigger? What if you could have someone make you like a larger size of like a Sullivan's Bianca? That's what I said. That's what, I mean just basic Bianco's. Pizza. That's also what he said. It's pizza crust. <laughs> no. it's like focaccia. All right. No, it's not. It's not like. Yeah. They call it a pizza, but like if so you if someone handed you that, you're like, that's a flattish yeah, bread. Yeah. You're not like, oh, I, thanks yeah, for the that, pizza. I'm saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. All, yeah. right? all right. All right. Easy fucking chemistry boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Easy Dr. Delicious. Dr. Delicious. All right. Yeah. Let's get back to the game. Let's get back to our, our podcast. He went you know directly the same level where I was going. Dr. Delicious chose the same. I've never consumed. I've it, I've been alive since 1971. So I was in the prime. I've never had a Boboli bread. That's what we're trying to go with. I've never tasted it. Yeah, homemade you bubbly bread. Yeah, bubbly bread yeah. is so good. Very good, Dave. Cheese really? baked right Dave, in the crust. We're gonna say, we got We got. We got to get him some bubbly. It's fucking fantastic. We can arrange that. It's really? That's it's fantastic. Line. Don't. Oh, Wally's yeah. gonna get upset. I'm sure, but it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Dave got his. Dave got his consult. He got his. His ask Dave. Dave asks Dave. Dave asks Dave. That should be a new segment for the DC show. Dave asks Dave. You gotta, we have Dave asks Dave completed. We are. I think we've got four minutes left in this podcast. <laughs> we've not gotten to the main <laughs> recipe. Dave Arnold, you sent us those two very cool ideas, very strong ideas for game day recipes. But we chose another one. Tell us what we're, we made this week and give us the rundown, uh, a brief rundown on how and how you make it. Okay, so this is a recipe that um, I, I make this recipe all the time because, uh, well, I, another thing that Dave also shares and, you know, is a love of pork shoulder. Like, I love pork shoulder. And um, 
I really like kind of chili flavors. So instead of it being a traditional beef chili, it's pork chili. And uh, I like to make it in a pressure cooker because I like things to be done in a reasonable amount of time. And uh, right. So the main, the main thing about it uh, that's different is obviously because it's in a pressure cooker, you have to use like 30 times as much onion and garlic as you would use anything else because the pressure cooker knocks that down. But you have to layer the products in the right way or it scorches on the bottom. The other thing that I do in it that uh, I think is a little bit – you also have to re really reduce the liquids. in a, The trick of the pressure cooker is to reduce the liquids because they don't reduce like they do in a standard uh, braise, but not do it in a way that's going to make it so thick that it burns at the bottom. Makes sense? So the other thing that I do is I put the skin into the pressure cooker, and then when I pull the meat out to shred it, I blend the pressure cooked skin into the sauce so that it's like <laughs> – like that. It is, it is exactly like that. So you've got a, a, whole, a whole bone in pork shoulder that you're kind of breaking into yeah. your, it's three constituent parts. He's not getting Botox injections because he's getting all the collagen from the pig skin. Yeah. Right. That's so thick. So much pig skin. The <clears throat> pig skin is money. So like sometimes like people are like, they don't want it saucy and I'll do like more of a standard carnitas and you can't blend the pork skin into the carnitas in the same way. And then I take it out afterwards and just fry it up into like, you know, kind of medium chicharron style you know what i mean but whatever uh so you break pork, pork anyone that throws away pork skin should should be punished god dick shaney is fucking like so good you guys don't you guys <laughs> he's the culinary he's the culinary vice president we need it's like <laughs> i don't know what form of government it is where it's like the the primary the primary basis for laws is reasons to punish people i don't think that's really how you're supposed to form a a, a society You've got your pork shoulder. You break it down into meat, wrong skin, and bone. You're going to pressure cook that all with a, a a great deal of onion because, as as Dave says, onion flavor gets sort of blasted on along the way in the pressure cooker. Uh, you've got beer as your liquid. You've got what one, two, three different kinds of dried um, and smoked chilies: pasilla, ancho, and guajillo. You've got garlic, coriander. You could be. You could mix it. That's what I use. You could do whatever you like. I like. I like that. And I like to I like to take the seeds out of uh, and the, so I can add more chili for the amount of spice. I like things spicier than most people I'm cooking for, so I'll add spice for myself at the end. But I want maximum chili flavor in. Can I give you one more trick on the chilies? I whenever I buy dried chilies, I I do all that to them first. I, I de-seed them and do all of that before I even put them away, so that when it's time to cook, I'm not sitting there like an idiot doing that over the sink like a moron. I do the moron thing when I get home from the store. And then put them in jars. Anyway. Uh, I hope that's our pull quote for this podcast. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> the one question I have, Dave, is in the recipe you say that it's not worth toasting the chilies. I don't – not for this recipe. I don't think so. Listen, how many times – and I'm saying that this is because I'm incompetent, but that – any marginal increase that you get out of toasting the chili is more than offset by the chance that you might even even a tiny bit overdo the chili on the toast and then get that bitter burnt garbage that you then have to counteract with eight tons of sugar because you didn't realize that you effed up the chilies before you stuck it into the thing and now the whole thing tastes like bitter. Like, the, like that's all. I think that's a reasonable... That's accounting for human error. You're just, you're just, you know yourself, know thyself, and you're like, I would, I, if I, I have a higher probability of over toasting one of these and thus ruining the batch than just losing that marginal gain by toasting them. I hear you. 
So three types of chilies, garlic, coriander, cumin, chicken stock, tomato paste, uh, basically all just into the slow cooker, or or you introduce some of them at the very end. The tomato paste, I think, at the end. Um, uh, yeah, I put the paste in afterwards when I'm blending the sauce in the in the in the pressure. The um, uh, I think cumin is my favorite spice. Okay, cumin is your favorite favorite spice. I think. Well, I mean, like I don't count pepper, right? Because come on, or chilies. I mean, he's always. But I mean, like cumin. of like the thing Listen. of the things that are spices. Uh, it's growing Cumin's on me. Good. It is growing on me. Yeah. Cumin. Uh, I was never a huge fan of cumin growing up, but um, it's kind of like a bo to it for me. But whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Well, no, but literally, literally, it does. Does it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's molecular. This guy, Doctor Delicious. I love this guy. Now you say you blend. Doctor Delicious. <laughs> you you blend the the skin, the broth, the tomato paste, lime juice into an unctuous sauce. I would go so far as to say unctuous is an understatement with this man. It is like the just the <clears throat> the richness and and collagen-y, sticky, sticky, delightful nature of this sauce is like I looked at it and I thought, this is what I look like on the inside. <laughs> this is just what <laughs> this is inside of me. Um that is the recipe as you sent it into us. But as we do here on the show, we like to mess things up a little bit. This is a special episode, so we didn't get to take a spin on, on the wheel of death. But we assigned ourselves a few different uh, constraints. Um, Dave and I both took the fusion route um, because we're fusion boys. Dave made his uh, Caribbean. Yeah, inspired by uh, Jamaican oxtail. Uh, I made mine semi-Italian based on an Instagram picture I saw that I'll describe later. And uh, while well, we took the we took those two routes, did I tell you what we did to him? Mm-mm. Oh, Dave Arnold had to make oh his into a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. I, I, no, I, here's why. I think that like, like, like 99.99 of savory cocktails are, are trash. They're garbage. Did you use your... So like, I was like... Did you use oh, your book? Did you use your idea. device? Let's let's save. I did use a centrifuge. Let's did you want to explain magic. everyone to what the centrifuge is that you can buy? Where can you buy such something? Uh, well, we're 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 out of the pre-sale now, but you got you can probably go put yourself on the wait list. There'll be one available probably soon. Is uh, the Booker and Dax Spinzol uh, centrifuge? It's the first. I don't know if you know this. It's the first culinary centrifuge that's designed for bars and restaurants and allows you to clarify things. But I, I didn't fully clarify this because it's a shake and drink, just so you know. I was just taking most of the solids out. But yeah, that's what <laughs> All right. it does. I think, I think uh, narrative tension dictates that we got to save Dave Arnold for last here. Um, <clears throat> you go. I'll go. Uh, so I saw this picture as I was trying to decide what to do with your chili recipe. I saw some Instagram photo of you know some small restaurant in Italy somebody had posted of like this delightful looking crazy tripe stew just kind of in like a in a broth with little white beans in there and it looks so 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 delightful this you know this thing and I was like oh I want to make some approximation of that I want you Are you know, a leaf guy or a honeycomb guy? I'm a honeycomb guy. What you? I like honeycomb. For what? Tripe. Honeycomb. But he's talking about the cereal. He prefers, he would rather eat the honeycomb cereal than the tripe for sure. Uh, so I saw this. Oh, you don't like tripe, Dave? I, I eat tripe. I don't love tripe. Oh. I like, I mean, listen, the older I get, the less I want to eat things that are in the. The, the older he gets, the less he wants to eat things he doesn't have to. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't choose to eat tripe. See, like I, so you don't like the texture? Like to me, it's like texture and tomato sauce. No, I mean I'll eat it. It can be good, but again, like, would I rather eat a uh, ribeye? Yes. Oh yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> would I uh, would I rather eat uh, a, a really nice French fry? Yes. <laughs> would I rather I mean, eat a popcorn. quesadilla? Yes. <laughs> Quesadillas are so good. So good. Quesadillas are good. Would I rather eat? Oh, that should have been on the freaking game day list. Yeah. Quesadillas are delicious. Yeah, a hamburger. Yes. There's so many things I'd rather eat than tripe. That's all I'm this. trying to say. How many things do you think there are that you would rather eat before tripe? Give me um, a number. Honestly, almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I'd put like you know awful, and then in bugs, and sea, and then minerals. And cucumbers. There's no bug I would choose over tripe. No, but I'd put them tripe above, awful above it. Anyway, moving on. So, I, I saw this thing, and, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come clean with you guys. I had like a, a brain fart of the highest order that sort of ruined my whole entire plan here. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make some sort of Italian version of this with this, with this image in my head as a, as a model. But I'm gonna follow Dave's recipe more or less. Uh, I'm going to replace in this version. Um, I'm going to use a lot of fennel instead of, you know, the, the cumin and coriander. I, there's, there's not like a ton of, I don't think you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's like a ton of dried chilies in the Italian vernacular. Wrong. What do you got? Pepperoncini. <laughs> well, Cal- Calabria. Calabrian chilies. Calabrian but those aren't stuff. Yeah. dried, right? Those are. No, those are dried. Yeah. Oh, okay. Both well, I use Calabrian chilies out of a jar too. And, uh, but, know, I, but I also. also the, just a entire range of the Capetium family, I think. The Italians use too, right? Capsicum, capsicum, capiccium, capsicum. <laughs> the Medici's and the Capiccium's. They are two Capiccio. houses, both alike in dignity. The capsicum is yeah, what the I Aussies mean, like, say. <laughs> what are you fucking I, alu- aluminiums? The, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The issue with the uh, Calabrians is that they're like spicy for their size, so you're not going to get as much chili into it, as much physical chili into it. But unless you want to, sure, 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 Dave. Sure. Dave, is it pronounced? Yeah. Who's right and who's wrong? Aluminium or aluminum? We are. Thank you. Now, is it croissant or croissant? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> croissant. I hate, I hate that so much. You know what I mean? Like, is it like is it Barcelona like, whenever or there's Barcelona? A French thing, oh, I know. I will never lisp. No, thank Mexican, you. Spanish, all the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Is it potato or potato? <laughs> I uh... again. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so let, let me get through this, guys. I found a bunch of – I wanted to do a bunch of fresh peppers, so I found a bunch of, uh, 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 like, long Italian green sort of frying peppers. And Wait, what is such a thing? Long Italian green fried peppers? I know. Yeah, I, I, I what, know. what is that? All right. It's a real thing. What is that? Yeah, yeah like, like they're a, like – they look like Cubanelles kind of. Yeah. What? It's a real thing. <laughs> I mean – yeah. Can you just let me describe this before you? But, just you, but you live in freaking LA. You could have gone and gotten like the Nardinis or something. I, you could have gotten something intensely there were delicious. Not, there, there were no, there were no Nardellos available. I went to. Nardellos. I take it back. I apologize, Chris. There are long green Italian peppers that you sometimes stuff with anchovies. Okay. So I they, apologize. That sounds good. I want that. Yeah. Mine is the good. most boring one. So let me get through this one so we can get to you two quickly here. Can I ask you one question first? Yes, please, God. I know I, I probably said this before last time because I'll say it. The thing that I like the most that is not a good product are the jarred chili peppers stuffed with meat and cheese that are sitting mm, in I BS agree. oil I agree. forever. I agree. I agree. Those are delicious. Yeah. 
Yes. They're, the, wait, jars? No, you go to an Italian supermarket and they're just like the, the short, stubby, almost looks like a tomatillo green pepper with crappy cheese and, and, and like not uh, meat per se, but it could be wrapped in bad prosciutto. Okay, okay. I thought yeah, very I, good. I thought you guys were talking about this like <laughs> vacation rental like no, no, vases no, 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 with no, no. like no. just like a pattern no. of. By the way, what did you think whatever. was going to happen when you put the Dave and Dave incursion together? What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I thought I was going to be recording this podcast at a time where I was emotionally stronger than I am at this moment, going off of one hour of sleep. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought I could survive this incursion, but I will not survive it. Anyway, I made the recipe more or less as as you said, but with these with these alterations, fresh chilies and, and some. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. Calabrian chilies. Fennel. Fennel. Did, did it taste like a sausage with the fennel? Uh, it, a little, but it, it had like, I had you to use add. fresh fennel or fennel seed? I used fennel seed, but oh. I, it added, <clears throat> it, in the, I had to add it again after the cook, obviously, like it got blown out in the pressure cooker as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, and then I made this huge brain fart because I had this image in my head of, of What did like, it sound like? It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> It was, oh, I, like uh, I had, again, this image in my head of, you know, brothy, uh, <clears throat> a broth with, you know, chunks of meat and, you know, tripping it. And my intention was like, oh, I'm going to actually just break the skin up into little gelatinous bites and, and, and have it, you know, strewn about in this, in this broth with some beans. Yeah, and then yeah. I just started going into like robo mode. And did the chili, I blended it all into the sauce. And before I could stop myself, yeah. I had a very, very, very thick and delicious, uh, unctuous to say the least, chili sauce. Yeah. But then I had strayed so far from my original vision and there was sort of no no going back. Once you blend, there's no there's no reversing the blending process back. Unless I don't unbl yeah, you can't unblend. That's entropy. Unless I had unless could you I can't have could, unblend. What if I stuck this into this into the spinzol? That would just would just make like a liquid appear at the top. You would not like it can you I could spin it because it spins all, but it wouldn't do anything that you want to have happen. Did you see what he did there? I did. He did beautiful this, job. That was really good. That was really nice. Um, at the end of the day, like it tasted, it did taste more like an Italian sausage. That was like the the overall flavor of the thing. Was I an tasted Italian it. Sausage. I tasted it. It was thick as all hell. I didn't have a lot of Italian flavor. If I had done it again, what I really would have done was I would have maybe just saved the peppers, um, cooked them in the broth after the pork had come out, left the broth without spinning, I mean, without blending a ton of, of pork skin into it, uh, and, and arrived a little closer to what I was, was hoping for. But that was did my- Did you put the tomato paste in? I did put the tomato paste in. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, um, I did. Uh, so that was my sort of attempt at an Italian one. I don't like beans and chili, which is something we didn't bring up. I don't up know yet. why you did it. I don't know. You put beans in too? He put no. I didn't. I didn't no, 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 no. I, 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 I was like, I, I'm not a beans chili dude. And he did it. Well, so this was another. This was. Like, and by the way, can I just give you an honest? When I tasted it, can I just what came through my head? Please, please let me hear it, Dave. <laughs> please. It tasted like. Uh, High school lunch food. Wow. Yeah. On a, yeah. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, 
That's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Or like on a tray in a cafeteria. Not college lunch food, high school lunch food. On a paper carton wow. tray. That's what it tasted like. But the kind of stuff that Dan Juicy is making with Brigade. <laughs> mm. No, it was, it was uh, you know, in, in fairness to nobody, I uh, I did look at it. I did, I did look at it, and my first reaction was like, "This looks identical to a can of stag chili that you like yeah, pour yeah. out of a can." Like it looked. Dude, it tastes very Italian. It looked hormelly, and I, I I still think that there's something to 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 chase, but I did not get there. So I'm I'm just gonna tell you right off the bat. I tried to make it Italian, and instead I got hormel. By the way, everyone should go online and look at the old like 50s or 60s Hormel factory tour video. It is amazing. That sounds NSFW, man. I'm not, I don't know if I'm prepared for I'm not prepared amazing. for Upton Sinclair's The Jungle on YouTube, bro. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. It so, was put out by Hormel. It's amazing. And they were like proud of it at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Is it as horrifying and hilarious as I'm imagining it? It's got to be something. like a Simpsons cartoon. Um, yeah. Like it needs to actually be fully analyzed because it it has everything in it. It's got like it's it's got uh, it's got race relations. It's got like <laughs> like sex sex relations problems. It's got like it's got like you know that like whitewash '50s America stuff going on. It's got industrial farming. It's got like the in industrialization of our food system. It's got like transportation issues. Mm. It's, it's everything from that era. Right before it was like, boop. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing watch. Oh, sounds it's like I got my next hour. family movie night already plotted out. Yeah. Let's go to Dave, who the only the only weakness that you had, the only the other only other restriction I want I want to just throw out there is that we were cooking simultaneously in the studio, and I stole the pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. So Dave actually had another so, restriction. So originally, I thought cooker. I was going to cook everything in the microwave, which I could have done in our any day bowls, but I chose not to because I just wanted to actually, you know. Just didn't want to sit here being like, I put everything in there. <laughs> and, and then and I put everything in there. So I, I, I changed it up last second, and um, Yang stole the pressure cooker or, or sold pressure cooker. So I decided to do it everything uh, by stovetop in a in a big pot. 
And when I looked at your recipe, there were three things that stood out to me. One is the addition of lime juice. Second was the the addition of a, a tremendous amount of onions. And the third was the cumin. Those are things that like really resonated with me as things that I might do when I start to make a Jamaican-inspired braised oxtail, right? Some cumin seed with allspice. So I decided to merge your flavors with the chili as well, also with the chili, um, with uh, the addition of scotch bonnet and allspice, and I added some garam masala, and what else did I add? Some clove. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, With everything else that you did, uh, some fish sauce and some soy sauce. Um, did it work with the tomato? Yeah, it was fucking delicious, delicious. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. It was extremely good, and I was I was very proud of it because it really was a merger of, um, I don't know, Mesoamerican, Caribbean American, and you didn't when you tasted it, you didn't know exactly where you were at all on the planet. But it was fucking delicious. And that's why I liked it because it those are the dishes where I could imagine it actually happening at one point if there was forced <laughs> forced migration of people in different it, ways. It had a um and I, I actually, sounds good. It had, I would eat that. It had the it was like I had a kefir lime as well. Oh. It was yeah. like mole negro the, the and skin color. or the leaf? Uh, uh leaf. Skin or leaf. Leaf, leaf, leaf. And I pureed the whole, I pureed the skin into it, uh, some of it as well. Uh, so I pour, I took some of the skin out and I pureed it with the chili. So I cooked the skin. Um, so I left chunks of the skin in so I could pick it out as everything was roasting down and, and getting it nice and brown. Yeah, and, and that's my favorite way of cooking pork shoulder is you just take pork butt or shoulder and you chop it up into like quarter inch size pieces and you just roast the shit out of it. And what I like to do on the stovetop when I cook my pork shoulder in bits is I like to add no oil, season, but put a lid on it. And I, and, and I think the lid is important because it helps get all the fat and all the moisture out as fast as possible. Or like there's something about it where it gets beautifully caramelized. All you have to do is stir it occasionally. And I find it works way better than any other way. Um, I guess, the, yeah, because I don't have to stir it as much because mm. of the you know trap moisture. But it is the best way. And honestly, it's like you can eat it right away once it gets golden brown. And that's when I added all, all the, the, the chili, you know, concoction that I made. And Dave, like this was fucking delicious. I, I really thought it was super delicious. And then I took the... I took the pork skin out and I blended it with the chili and added it back in and I thought it was one of the best things I've made all year. I happened awesome. to ha- I happened to taste some. It was very very delicious. I do think, you know, it was it was like it was it was like eating the the Willy Wonka gum where you would be like, "Oh, it tastes Caribbean now. Oh, wait, now it tastes Indian. Now it tastes Southeast Asian." Like it was like going like a progression of sort of flavors and none none like not like in a jarring contrasting way or anything, but it was very very delicious. I think that like uh, my takeaway, though, I do think on a, on a base level, you know, your your sort of layering in the pressure cooker of the chili recipe to start out with is really cool. I think the sort of blending in the skin into the chili is is very very nice. Like your texture was like, like I said, it was almost like a mole negro color mm-hmm. and consistency. Really really beautiful. Served it on rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Chang Chang knocked it out of the park with that one. That was. It was I, I really th- thought it would be Dave Arnold approved. 
Uh, it was delicious. I, I would like, are, are you? Did you write the recipe down, and will it be posted or no? What are we talking about? <laughs> There's a video of it. I we, don't just, know how it works. we just said it very clearly. Yeah. What happened? You throw a little this in there, a little that in there. You make it flavors of the world. Hey. No, there'll be there's there is video. There's video of the whole thing. Um, right. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. What happens when you take a pressure cooker game day chili recipe and turn it into a cocktail? Let's find out. Here's what happened. So Quinn, who I work with, like he's like, you're gonna record the recipe. I didn't know that it was not going to be pork chili. So I'm all set to make pork chili. It's Sunday. I figure it's family dinner. I'll make my pork chili, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you got to read. He didn't just tell me. He's like, you have to read it for yourself what's going to happen. So then I, I open up the document and it says a complication. I'm like, what? And then it says, you have to reimagine the pork chili as a cocktail. And Like I was like I was like uh, first of all I was like what the hell am I gonna have for dinner? This is ridiculous. And secondly, like, like it would be a terrible cocktail. So like, and in my mind I was like, I was like I'm not I'm not I was like no I'm not gonna do it. I was like the best pork chili like cocktail is like just a, a plain margarita, right? Something that you want to because here's the thing, right? Like. Pork chili, okay, cocktails, let's look at like th- like three different styles of cocktails, right? Stirred cocktails, let's do four. Stirred cocktails, spirit forward, typically built cocktails, shaken cocktails, which are more refreshing, right? And uh, carbonated cocktails. And, now, and then there's the, which the one of these skin, is like a pork chili? Pork skin thickened cocktail, the fifth kind of cocktail. Yeah, but but like like a lot of times people are going to make these like savory or like food mimetic cocktails that aren't, that aren't like dessert, right? Dessert is a whole nother thing. You know, yeah, sure. Like key lime pie cocktail, I got you, right? I got you, right? Flavor of graham cracker with with shaken, like daiquiri stuff. Oh, yeah, easy. Or like with like a like a milk syrup, no problem. You know what I mean? Um, but like, when was the last time, if, if I handed you something, I like as I said in the video, I could have done a Bloody Mary situation, right? Bloody Mary you like, I could put all those flavors into. I'm assuming you wanted me to fat wash, and I was like, no. I'll tell you why. Because first of all, no. And second of all, it's because, like, what am I going to use, regular pork fat? The pork chili is not a smoked pork product. So it's not like I'm going to use bacon and bacon wash it. And then no one is, if they notice the fact that I put just regular pork fat lard into the thing right lard in a flour tortilla great lard drink i don't know i could have made a syrup so like i was like i'm not gonna do that dave arnold so then i was like stuck with let me let me say i mean like (laughs) i agree with you on all of these points i think you're right i think Uh, that people trying to make a uh, mimetic savory you know this is a burrito cocktail burrito margarita this is a uh, curry laksa martini. I agree. Disastrous. I, I, I fully agree with you. But doesn't that sound like a job for Dr. Delicious? <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, as I said in, in the video, look, there are people making a very good living off of making cocktails that taste like food. Let me put it to you this way. 
if you were to do go to a tasting restaurant, right? Like a taste, like a tasting menu restaurant. And they're like, would you like, sir, would you like the flight? Yeah, 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 sure. Give me the flight, right? Give me the flight. Sure. Give me the flight. And then in between meals, they pass you almost as an amuse-bouche, a little shot of like some savory liquid garbage, right? That was like, we had some alcohol in it and you, you drink it. That one little sip, you're like, no, oh, that's delightful. I like that. Thank you. I never need it again, ever. I never need to have it again. I've had it once. I never need to, I never, never needs to happen again. Please don't give me a full glass of it. Please don't give me a full glass of it. And for God's sakes, don't give me two. Right. So like, I'm much more interested in cocktails that you want to drink a full Dave, you know, this I'm about pounders. I'm about pounders. Listen, I never would have challenged you with this idea. And you know that I, this is all a Christian responsible. I would never do that to you, Dave. Cause I, I, I know what you like, Dave. I would never do this to you. This is Chris Ying trying to punish you. He's giving us shit about punishing people, and then he punishes me. I have seen your back tattoo. I've seen the I'm About Pounders tattoo. I know all about your preferences. <laughs> is your throat clear enough now? Can we hear what you did? So I felt the core of it, the non-meat core of it, right? I felt that it needed some savory note. So I thought I was going to try to add, um, you know, there was a, I've tried it with fish sauce. I tried it with, I'm just saying for the savory note, right? I tried adding a dash of fish sauce at the end. I'm going backwards. I tried, um, but it didn't work. My, my old, uh, head bartender, Jack did a, a really good, um, basil drink once with uh, fish sauce in it. That was pretty good. Um, I tried it with yandu, which is kind of my favorite go-to non-specific umaminator. You guys like that stuff? Yeah. What is yandu? It? I don't know it's what good. it is. Yandu is Korean. Yandu? It's like it's, it's like, like a plant. It's a plant based, but it's got yeah. it's definitely a xanthan in it because it's viscous. It's, it's got viscosity in it, right? Yeah, but it adds like it adds umami and salt without it going soy, soy right? Exactly. So if you don't want it to go soy, and you don't want it to go fish. I, I like yandu. You want it to be like, yeah, I like, I like yandu that. a lot because it's a lot of times you want to add that, but you don't want it to go in a direction. I don't want it to go in the fish sauce direction or go in the soy direction. So yandu is good. I didn't like it because it was a little bit too with the, I put tomato in, so I'll tell you that. So, but it was a little too, like you said, viscous. So I ended up with the coconut aminos, which I don't actually end up using that often coconut aminos, but a little bit of sweetness in it. And it didn't kind of put it in a weird way. So the savory note I ended up with was coconut aminos. Uh, I decided to go because it was, pork chili adjacent. I started with agave. So I took a white tequila and then I threw some tomato paste into it and then chilies and I blended it. I used the same chili mix. Basically, uh, I only used two of the chilies. I blended it up and then I didn't want to clarify cause I was going to shake a drink because like I said, pounders all day pounders. And, uh, who wants a stir drink like that? Please give me a freaking break. So I, I spun out just the solids and I got a very tomatoey, very, um, very spicy, uh, tequila. Now it was a little too strong to use a full two ounces of that. So I decided to go like full margarita, but, uh, I happened to have Grand Marnier on me. Uh, so I went like cognac based on the orange and it was a full one, one. So like one of that, of that tequila was balanced out with like one of the Grand Marnier, which is actually not as sweet as you think it is. I measured it the other day. Like we had too, too much of a pain in the ass to talk about. Anyway, so then I was like, okay, 
I've got most of the sugar base in. I just need like a little more sugar and I've got like the, you know, I got the alcohol in it. I was like, what flavor, even though it's not pork, you know, pork chili, like what flavor goes really well with savory dishes with spice and save pineapple. So I took pineapple juice and I acid adjusted it up to the strength of lime with, um, uh, citric malic and succinic acid. And then I only needed like a quarter ounce or so of like simple to like balance it all at the end, shook, shake it. And it was actually good. So was, as mad as I was at the beginning, I ended up getting a drink that had at least some of the notes of the pork chili, like the chili, like the, um, uh, tomato and the uh, and the chilies and a little bit of a kind of a savory umami hit from the aminos and and it was it was a pounder it was good. I think that's the most difficult labor intensive recipe that's ever been made on Recipe Club. Can you uh, now that we've now that we've spoken his name twice, you have to explain to our audience what what you mean when you say you acid adjusted something. Oh yeah, so uh, lime juice and lemon juice are both roughly about six percent acidity. Uh, you know, actually percent acidity. So that's what your tongue mostly tastes. So citric uh, uh, lemon is mostly citric acid, which is a very fast kind of fast attack, fast decay acid. And lime is a mixture of citric, which is fast and malic acid, which kind of has a long tail, which is why lime is a superior citrus. It's why lime is better than lemon. Like, yeah. Um, and malic acid and umami few, is a good thing. Yeah. 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 With very few exceptions, like, like, like very few exceptions where I'm like, oh yeah, lemon's better. Lemon has its applications. I'm not anti-lemon, but lime in general is superior. And a tiny bit of this acid that I convinced um, these guys, Modern's Pantry to carry called succinic that gives it that, that oyster shell blood note that lime has at the end. If you think about it, that peely note, that's like kind of like oyster shells and blood minor in the background, that stuff's also in um, fermented foods, beers, and red wines, but it's a little bit of that. And the pineapple then becomes flavor of pineapple feeling of lime. And then you can shake with it in the right quantity to get a shaken cocktail. Good. Well, I'm sure it's delicious. I'm sure Dave will never make it again. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, I'm in your head, in your head. The only question I have is in your head. I mean, process wise. Yes. But if you just drink this cocktail, can you draw some sort of line to its distant relative, this pork chili? Yeah, you could. Although I, what I really wanted to eat with it was crab salad. <laughs> okay, that is three startlingly different variations on which. Again, I'm going to reemphasize this: a very, very, very good pork chili recipe to start out with. Let let it be said, Dave hey, gave you us. You made it originally, right? Yeah, David gave us another banger here, and it is it is it is a banger and a pounder and any other number of other uh, things it can be. I already know how this scoring is going to go. You may have to do this. We have to, do we have, to, do we yeah. have to parade myself through the streets of. Yeah, she's already got the score. It's easy. We're not. We're not scoring you guys. Well, if you were, who? who what would uh, you do? Uh, gold stars for everyone. Oh, we know what that answer is. Oh, I hate participation awards. Yeah, just give it to us. All right, we have you know Gabby and Victoria in the booth. Just go ahead. Go ahead, Gabby. Just. I'm going to vote for Dave. No, there's I'm no. Voting for Dave. The, the, I'm voting for are, Dave. The votes I'm voting are all, for Dave. The votes are all. Doesn't matter. You guys think this is a democracy? The the panel is going to determine. I this. mean, we know who the winner is. It's Dave, Dave, and then Chris. We are giving Dave our first place. Uh, Dave Chang, we give you second place. Chris, you're in the basement. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, wow. You know what, Dave? You know what I like about this? Theoretically, you're in the lead for Recipe Club, and. Uh, <laughs> 
I don't think there's any provision that prevents you from winning this season. Um, I, I, wow. You are my candidate to win this season of Recipe Club because there's no provision that oh, one, you, your percentage, there's no. There's uh, no minimum number of, uh, of minimum games. Number. Yeah. So right now you're, you're winning. <sighs> you're winning this. I love this. Uh, <laughs> even, though, even though we spent over half the episode talking about not the recipe. Yeah, but you know who you're going to beat. You're going to beat uh, John DeBerry now, mm-hmm. which is fucking sick. John DeBerry uh, no what's longer. His, what's his recipe? John DeBerry no longer in the lead. Who, who's in the lead? Priya Krishna. Oh, Dave Arnold, you're going to win this season. I'm so happy about this. Okay, so this was this was a very very special episode. I love having Dave Arnold on. He has gifted us now two exceptional recipes to work from. Uh, Dave, we will. You're gonna. He he's taking video of how he made his whole cocktail. I'm sure there's a lot of moaning and grousing about uh, you know recipe club sticking him with this uh, bullshit task. Uh, you're gonna see Dave's exceptional thing, and then you're gonna see my. Reverse engineered Hormel Dinty Moore uh, microwavable <laughs> chili slop. Yo, um, I don't want any young people to think Dinty Moore used to be better. Don't judge Dinty Moore on I today's love Dinty, Dinty Moore. Bro, I ate so much Dinty Moore. My God, I'm I'm eighty yeah. percent beef stew Dinty Moore microwavable <laughs> stew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you'll. I think we will absolutely put uh, the video of all this on our YouTube page, which, by the way, you all should be subscribing to because there is all sorts of wild and wacky stuff happening on Major Domo Media's YouTube channel. Uh, Dave and I recently made a chicken pot pie in 45 minutes with no recipe, no plan, and no idea what the hell we were doing. That turned out pretty fun. Peas and carrots? No peas and carrots. Yes, carrots. No peas. What? We didn't have any peas. We, have any peas. we no just peas. made we it up know with what we, we had. We weren't even planning to make chicken pot pie. We literally just did it. Um, uh, chicken pot pie is delicious. Of course it is. No kidding. Um, hey, Dave. What, what, Can I ask you a question, yeah. though? As a canned meat product, how good is corned beef hash? He... It, if you get it nice and crispy, it can be delicious. Mm-hmm. I love corned beef hash. I but, love canned corned beef hash. I love corned beef but hash. But you got to cook the hell out of it. Those tiny brunoise potatoes are crazy, though. Dave, can I ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you working on? Where can people find you? Could... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you have a, like any sort of technology-related question, uh, cooking issues on both Instagram and um, Twitter, or whatever they call it now, and then I won't say it. And, uh yeah. And uh, like I have a podcast, cooking issues. They can ask ask questions. Um, go to BookerandDax.com and check out the uh, spins all. Put yourself on the waiting list for the next batch that comes out. If you really need to clarify things, but don't come back and say that you don't need to clarify things. It's like if you know you if look if you have a bar like a restaurant and you know you need to clarify things, you're the you're the market. Don't like be someone at home who doesn't need to clarify things and then get mad at me because you don't have a use for it because that's not my problem. No, Dave, I want you to get mad at them. That's way better. No, no, you should, you've, you've clarified that uh, and, and along with many other things <laughs> just now. Uh, Dave Arnold, my God, is it ever a pleasure to have you on, on Recipe Club and in our lives and in our worlds. Hopefully we'll see you out here soon. No, he was out thanks, here. Thanks he they were out here and they didn't even fucking... Oh, what? With the McGiz. It is not a pleasure to see well, you. We were, we were out there... For, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We were going we, we to schedule I know, something, whoa, whoa, which we, whoa, I guess whoa. we still will. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa I don't whoa, know. Whoa. I guess the McGiz is... I go where I'm told is, to go. The McGiz is more important. I guess he is. He Doctor. is. He is, actually. I mean... <laughs> It's objective. We're talking about the great Harold McGee. Uh, He's a PhD. You know what his PhD is in? You know what his PhD is in? Poetry. Pimp living. Poetry. 
poetry. Come on, come on, come on, Dave. You don't think I know this? I know, I know you know. I was setting you up for knowing, setting you up to know. <laughs> All right, uh, please give us five stars. Please tell your friends about Recipe Club. Please subscribe to the Major Domo YouTube channel. Please check out Cooking Issues in all forms and fashions. Uh, please forgive us for our many digressions and transgressions today. We'll talk to you all very soon. Thanks, Dave. I gotta go bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, thank you. Can we leave that? Let's make we didn't sure openly that we... insult anyone today, did we? No. 